We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and today, all about Bam Block. Oh, historic night last night for the Heat, and we are going to get to that plenty over the next hour. First, the Joe Rose Show, going to be talking to Heat announcer and former Heat player, John Crotty, about Bam, will you make a jump? Also, playoff Jimmy and almost a hero's triple-double, and then plenty more with the heat and good stuff. The Dan Levitard Show, they're dumping on the Clippers, rightfully so, then Hawk and Crowder, although Crowder on a sabbatical right now, has Dono in the mix, and they are still in disbelief of the heat last night. Believe these headlines, though, here they are. Thanks in part to a late block by Bam Adebayo, the Heat defeated the Celtics last night 117-114 in overtime. Game 2 is tomorrow at 7. On the west side of the bracket, Denver upset the Clippers in Game 7. The Big Ten will start their football season the weekend of October 24th. The Pac-12 has made no decision on if or when they will begin, while Southern Cal players have written a letter to their state's governor asking to please let them play. The Marlins got blanked by the Red Sox yesterday 2-0. The two play tonight at 6.40. Kane's cornerback Christian Williams is entering the transfer portal. Miami plays Louisville Saturday at 7.30 here on 5.60 The Joe. Panthers assistant coach Mike Kitchen has been dismissed after allegations of kicking a player back in January. The team has released no official statement on the issue. In the latest ESPN Power Rankings, Inter-Miami ranks 22nd out of 26 teams in the MLS. Saturday, they play the 25th ranked team, Atlanta United, at 7. The Islanders staved off elimination last night, scoring a goal in double overtime against the Tampa Bay Lightning in the NHL playoffs. The two play tomorrow at 8, with the Lightning leading the series 3-2. Now, let's go ahead and take a step into the day spa. Residents of New Jersey claim to have seen a UFO, but after further inspection, it was just the Goodyear blip. Not exactly a great advertisement for the Garden State. A man was pictured in England using a live snake as a face mask while riding the bus. When God gives you lemons, you make lemonade, I guess. A Malaysian man claims a monkey stole his phone and used it to take selfies. Hmm, did he really have his phone stolen, or is he covering up a monkey fetish? A South Florida condo that's walls and ceilings are lined with beer cans is currently on sale. Man, I didn't know my place was on the market. 
People caught not wearing masks in Indonesia are being made to dig graves for COVID-19 victims as punishment. So, wear a mask. Now on the weather, tonight's forecast, cloudy with temperatures around 80. Getting up this morning, you get up with a little more pep in your step after the Heat won game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. Joe Rose, Zach Krantz, Hollywood, talking to Heat legend, least announcing legend, and playing legend too, John Crotty, about Bam Gonna Make Ya, Jump, Jump, Playoff Jimmy, and almost a hero's triple-double. What about... Oh, the officiating and enter the starting dragon. Do what I'm told to do. I think that the game comes easy to you. Uh, you take what the game gives you. And then my, my teammates know where I'm going to be at on the floor. But the thing is, if I don't shoot that and I pass it, my teammates going to make it or they're going to make the right play. That's the way it was played all year long. So, you know, it was me tonight. Next game, it'll be Gorn. It'll be Bam. It'll be Tyler. We've done it countless amounts of time. For Jay, it's not just me who does that. It's it's everybody on his team. I think my confidence in my guys grows every single second because they're not scared of anything, of any moment, of any team, of any shot. That's where my confidence is. I got all the faith in the world in these guys to make sure that we have an opportunity to win. I'm glad I get to be part of the, the leaders that um, we have here. And we're glad to be watching. That's all right, sure. Jimmy, whatever you say, because you're <laughs> kicking some serious ass right now. Right, that was Jimmy Butler talking last night after the big win in Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals. We're going to talk to John Crotty, who was on the call last night for uh, the Miami Heat. John, uh, the BAM block at the end, did you jump? Did you... What, what happened? What was your reaction? I know what I screamed out, but what did you scream out at that point? Yeah, I jumped. I mean, it was uh, Eric Reed and I were sitting next to each other in the arena uh, calling the game for the for the archives. Both of us jumped up. I mean, it was just what a what an incredibly instinctive play. I mean, he, he didn't think. He got off his man. He had to step across. And what was so amazing was, was Tatum was up high. I mean, he was over the box with the cuff going, so he had power behind that. And for Bam to make the block, again, he's right-handed, so he used his offhand his left hand and then when you watch that one angle where he caught it and then his hand like hinged back and he just had to hold it off uh, and then powered back you know away from the rim it was just an incredible play and one of you know amazing team effort overall in, in this game it was it was just an exciting win for the team it really was well, I'll tell you what it was a great game even if you weren't a fan of either one just like the NBA that that yeah. gave it all to you how about Jimmy Butler hitting a three in a corner Oof. and then how strong a move was that going to the basket for that three-point play? How strong is that guy? Two great threes, uh, three-point plays in that uh, late-night game in regulation overtime. Yeah, I mean, look, the the one with, with, you know, he's not known for being a three-point shooter, but he makes them when it matters. He's comfortable. He gets his feet under him. He had that corner three ball fake and kind of got himself slid over to the side so he could shoot that shot. The strong drive being able to take the contact. And again, what he does is at 6'7", you know, about 230 pounds, he's I mean, he can take a hit and, and does a great job converting a lot of shots after he takes contact and gets himself to the free throw line where he's just been, you know, such a, a monster throughout the course of the season and in the playoffs now at over 10 attempts a game getting to that charity stripe. It's, it's been a big, big factor for Miami. He's able to steady them when, he, when he's able to get to that free throw line. They could get some points and, and then get back as collectively as a group and set their defense. So it was just some big-time playmaking. Um, and how about Tyler Hero, guys? I mean, right. Tyler Hero is one assist shy of a triple-double. I mean, it's just yeah. Yeah. for a rookie to have that kind of impact on the game and the plays that he was making. I mean, we, we're used to seeing him make shots but the passes that he were he was making, I thought last night were were absolutely impactful throughout the course of the game. Helped turn the game around when they really needed somebody kind of make 
plays and break down the defense, Tyler was there too. I think we talk about Tyler a lot also, and we have since the playoffs have started, especially the playoffs, not just the bubble, but since the playoffs have started. And we, and we know what to expect at certain nights from Jimmy or Bam or Jay or Goran, even Duncan Robinson. But Tyler Hero, to me, it's, it, he's not playing like a rookie. He's playing like a veteran player no. when he comes off the bench, and he's the number one scoring option off the bench for a team that's three games away from the Eastern Conference Finals. Ice in his veins. It's almost like you – I don't want to say you've never seen a rookie do this before because plenty have, but the way he's playing – not rookie level. No, I, I agree with your comment about not being a rookie anymore. I felt like since he's come back from the, the four-month COVID layoff, so to speak, and, and been back into the bubble, he has been a new player in terms of as confident as he was. He's at another whole level. Uh, he really, even his game has grown. His game has become even more uh, productive and I think wider range in terms of what he can do offensively. I think he had, you know, that three level offense, which means you can get to the rim. You have that mid range floater or pull up. He's also got the three point shot, but he's his, his playmaking is his passing to me has just really come up to another whole level. And, and what, what's so interesting is when he comes off the bench, all of a sudden his ability to handle the ball and, and become ignitable really changes the offense so that the defense can't just key on Gorn or key on Jimmy Butler. And, and it really gives us another whole dynamic uh, that makes it the team really hard to guard. He knows he's getting 30 minutes every night, though, too. He's at a point now like you know you're in at the end of the game. His confidence out there with those guys got to be really, really strong. Hey, hey, hey John, I, I want to ask you about officiating. I, I guess, and I know there's some flopping going on, more of the great floppers in the NBA. NBA plays for the Celtics and smart. I mean, no, but he's as good as there is. Right. Uh, uh, but what do you think about officiating? Man, they're calling a lot of stuff. Guys are falling down. By the way, Heat players too. Boston. What are your thoughts? And I think it's the hardest job right now in professional sports, officiating the NBA, even more than the NFL. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I'm look, I, it's it's so hard. I, I don't know if it's the hardest just com- comparing other sports, but I will say, you, you know, you kind of hit the nail on the head. I mean, the players have gotten so adept at, at creating contact and making it look like it's, you know, it's coming from the other player. And in some ways they're coached that way too. I mean, we, we saw Kyle, we've seen Kyle Lowry, you know, do that for a long time. Oh. Kemba Walker will yeah. do that. Um, these, the smaller players tend to be able to draw the contact and, and they're so good at the free throw line. So, um, you know, that away from the play foul, I think is what you're referencing where um, smart, you know, kind of tossed, who was it? Uh, somebody into the, into, into the stationary screen there and they were able to get that one shot in the ball. That was, that was a call. I mean, at that juncture of the game to have that happen i mean i couldn't believe it either and i still i'm curious to see i haven't looked at the two-minute report yet but uh you know whether they uh you know talk about that particular foul because i thought that was a really difficult call on Derek jones jr there who did just come in ice cold trying to play trying to defend the last possession a very difficult situation for him and but you know the the team has been so resilient joe i mean they've found ways to overcome those types of things they don't get lost in that they just keep coming back i mean they, they were they were down two different times by double figures in this game and found a way to come back the legend of the dragon by the way also since moved back into the starting lineup by eric spolstra on the bench all season long and now basically i mean the leading scorer and a lot of nights out there 29 last night seven rebounds four assists he fills up the stat sheet but he's got to be one of the most important guys on that court whenever he's out there and it's unbelievable to see the transition he made from being a role not a role player but a bench guy the whole year the sixth man to what he's doing now yeah i mean look remember he was an all-star a couple of years ago and he right. 
he still has that starter mentality. But I think this, the, the role he accepted coming off the bench just goes to show, you know, first of all, what a team player he is. And, you know, when they put him in during the reseeding games into that starting lineup just due to different issues with personnel coming in and out of the bubble, he has stepped up. And I'll tell you, he has been huge. And, and your point about, you know, his ability to score is just you know, he saves us in the second quarter. Right, I mean, he turned right. the game around in the second quarter. The team was down. They were struggling offensively. That that Boston defense, guys, is really top-notch. I mean, they're, they're number one in defensive rating since the game's resumed in the bubble. And they what they do is they're so good with versatile athletes getting up into you and really flattening out what you're trying to do. So they're pushing you further and further away from the basket. They switch everything because they have, you know, all this versatility. You can't create leads. And, and a guy like Gorn can come in. He can get in the seams off the dribble and create and, and either score for himself or get others involved. And it's critical to have multiple playmakers like that. But Gorn has just been so important for this team. And I just see him, you know, he's the second longest tenured player behind only Udonis Haslam, which wow. a lot of people don't yeah, think of right now. Um, you know, he's been around now and he's starting to find his voice more as a leader and uh, leading by example with his play as, as usual. Hey, John, I'll tell you what's been really good too. Defensively, we don't talk much about how good the Heat have been, what they've done to Kimball Walker. He goes one way or the other. They sometimes double him and he looks really frustrated to the point that he says, I'm not playing very well right now. Um, they've really got him frustrated, uh, which seems to be a key. I think they need all big, their big three, not minus smart who's up and down. They need their big three to play well to have a chance to win this series. What are your thoughts on Kim and what they've done to Kimball Walker? Well, Kimball Walker is a dynamic player, and to your point, can really change the game. I mean, he's he's an excellent pull-up three-point shooter, and he really looks out of sync to me. And he missed some open shots, honestly, last night. Um, thank God. Um, the Heat are changing looks on him and making it tough that you saw them go to a zone at times. And part of that's also to protect the Heat players from picking up additional fouls. But he's a hard guy to corral and slow down. And you saw he even, even as poor as he shot the ball, at the end of the game, he made two shots for them that were huge that put them ahead or tied the game. And, you know, he's a pretty dynamic player. You know, the guy to me, and you referenced him, who's to me a complete X-factor wild card is smart. I mean, he is not that good an offensive player, and he's been performing at a high level. He's so streaky knocking down these three-point shots. He's known more. You know, he's the first-team all-defensive player. He's a rugged guy who finds ways to contribute. But that is a guy who, when he's making those kind of shots, typically they're going to win the game. So Miami was able to hold down Kemba, and I think that, that really made the difference because Tatum had a strong, strong game as well as, you know, Jalen Brown was pretty solid too. Hey, hey John, before before we let you roll, man, so what do you got planned today, man, after last night? I'm guessing you're going to be a little tired today, maybe jump on a little old guy nap, but you working that other job today a little bit or, or what's today look like for you? Sure, bro. We well, don't know much little, about you, man. I'm getting my road work in right now, Joe, while I'm, I'm multitasking right now. I'm getting my road work wow, in. Wow, that's you. awesome. So, that is you know, awesome. Look, I'm, if you hear me gasping a little bit, you know, I'm trying to get my early work in here. and You know, I'll pound the phones a little bit and uh, try to try to make a few dollars and then, uh, you know, think about, again, what we're going to talk about and prep for tomorrow. Uh, right. Tomorrow's game and with our producers and get prepared for that. And, you know, try to have a little fun when I can, too. John, square footage and basketball, man. That's your life right now. What can you get square footage and? And, and basketball that's it 
Space needed. Crotty, yeah, Crotty, Crotty, you don't need to more, answer those questions. More, Crotty. more uh, sales. That, exactly. More sales. Help him out. Right. I, I, don't lease, I don't lease anything. So. Crotty, don't oh, let him get into your man. personal life. Don't let hey, him. Listen. Only, only basketball. He has, to, he has to take a cut and pay on this basketball job compared to that other one, man. So, thank right, you, buddy. Right. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, you take care. Right, it's none of our business. It. Your personal life. You take care. Sure. Sure. Right. Sure. Take care. Love right. you. Heat continue on in the playoffs. The Clippers do not. And we will continue on next with Dan Lebitzard and more fun on the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. I am a Dan Day, not to be confused with Dan Lebitard. I don't think you could if we're standing next to each other and our voices are a little bit different. Nonetheless, Dan Lebitard on from 10 to noon weekdays right here, 560 the Joe. Earlier today, they were reveling in Clippers fandom and ownership. Oh, it is so hardcore. Mm. Also... Clippers owner attacking Disney, and they explain a little bit about Jokic. What is the context that we need for this? Is it just Clippers failure? When is this sound from? It's not from last night, is a it? A lot of people are laughing at the Clippers right now, Dan. Rightfully so. That was an embarrassing loss. We all thought that they would make it at least to the conference finals. They didn't. Now, you asked for some Steve Ballmer press conference sound, and the one that you were actually talking about was a, a conference in which he was yelling at Microsoft employees. Not the most embarrassing press conference on his resume anymore because now we have a result in hand and this introductory press conference introducing Kawhi Leonard oh, no. and Paul George oh, to no. Clipper Nation oh, no. get excited with Steve Ballmer oh no it's a big freezing cold take now oh no love you dear I have these notes but I gotta say I'm just fired up to be here today it's pretty cool I'm just delighted. You know, I'm proud of what we did last year. We had a hell of a team. I got to say, being number two, being number four, we're only here for one reason. We want to win it all. There's only one reason. But most of all, I'm pumped to say hello as Clippers to Paul and Kawhi. Come on! There's only a few games we need to need. We need to win the last game played during the NBA season. That's the game we got to win. Kawhi said something uh, when they won the championship this year about the Larry OB. The only thing that matters is the Larry OB. When I first got here, I think I called it the Lawrence O'Brien. But from now on, it's all about the Larry OB. Why isn't he in the bubble? He seems like he would be incredible at Disney World. Like, I would go to Disney World with him 100%. Oh, he was in the bubble because there was a camera shot of Steve Ballmer looking all sad with a mask over his face. But you agree of all the sports owners, right? He's probably the guy who would enjoy an amusement park the most, correct? Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure he he partook, but... 
the the last ride of his time in the bubble was not a fun one as they are eliminated by the Nuggets after blowing a 3-1 lead. I feel like last night was rough and then he woke up this morning and he found some fast passes really early for Tower of Terror and he's like, whoa, things have changed. I am guessing. (laughs) I can see him at the Indiana Jones stunt spectacular (laughs) raising his hand to be the volunteer. I think he he also has multiple magic bands that he will change depending on the day and if he's feeling like a hook one day and if he's like a Peter Pan another day. He attacks the park. I mean, that's oh, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> not an amateur. Put it on the poll, Guillermo, at Levitard Show. Does Steve Ballmer attack an amusement park? Uh, because it, the, the, he's too enthusiastic, uh, and it's charming when you're a winner. <laughs> but when when you trade all of your first round picks until 2027 for Paul for Paul well, George in that moment he thought he was going to be a I winner. I understand, but that's a total Tower of Terror situation he's got like as a franchise because now it becomes hey they might leave after one year. Do I have to fire Doc Rivers? Uh, really, I'm going to really do this with Patrick Beverly and a Morris brother. Which Morris brother do I have? I can't tell him apart either. He's saying. I'm not even sure, but it cost me two first rounders. <laughs> like no picks till twenty seven. Till twenty twenty seven. No first round picks. So uh it'll be difficult. Yeah, that's what's happening to the Clippers today. And what's funny about that is you win that game and it probably doesn't happen to you. It probably doesn't. You lose to the Lakers, there's there's not any shame in losing to the Lakers when they go at you with two players better than your two players. Uh, you lose to the Lakers. I would say if you lose to the Lakers in a hard-fought series, no one's going to pick at you. Like, you lose to the Lakers in four games, and some people might make I mean, fun they'll of just you. keep saying you're the Clippers, you've always been the Clippers, but when you lose to the Nuggets and you were up 3-1 and you had a 20-point lead. And Two all, of them. And all of a sudden, in the fourth quarter, to decide your season, you get from Paul George and Kawhi Leonard as much as you get from me and Stugat in terms of point total. If me and Stugatz had been out there, we wouldn't have done any worse in terms of scoring <laughs> points than Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And it's the team Kawhi built, and Kawhi could have gone to the Lakers, and Paul George spurned the Lakers twice. Paul George, that's his dream team. Spurned them twice to go to the Clippers and unseat the Lakers, and they never even get to the game to play the Lakers. Man, LeBron's got such a great shot here at getting a fourth title. Like, he really does. I mean, he got the easiest path. He's got a team right now that doesn't play any defense whatsoever headed to the Western Conference Final. And a, a sports media that has proven time and time again, it has no idea what to do with Nikola Jokic. Isn't that the truth? Yeah, we got no idea. Why are his arms always bleeding? We don't know. Why are they good? I don't know. Why is he playing at a way with that body shape that we haven't exactly seen? How old is he? He's 24. He looks 38. He's confusing. And we're not going to, like, no one's going to pick the Nuggets. If, If other players had this stat line in a game seven, 16 points, 22 rebounds, 13 assists, two steals, and three blocks in a game seven Western Conference semifinals. He has it. No one cares. Well, well I've got to tell you that um, I, you, you know, this is a proudly Miami show. Uh, show, but in 2020, the team for the pandemic, like the team that needs to be holding up the bubble trophy, is the one that ruined everything. The Nuggets would be ruining everything. They would we take all the story. Nuggets heat. We deserve. Yeah, we deserve Nuggets heat, and then the games get canceled after game two because the coronavirus broke out. Like that's how. And then and then, and then the Nuggets were leading at the you know in the third quarter of game two, and so therefore they win the series. The only way it would be more representative of this year is if Jokic somehow gained the weight instead of losing it during the pandemic. <laughs> when did Jamal Murray become Michael Jordan? By the way, why have in you, the bubble? Why have you not had more fun shouting his name? 
name. Like, why? This is in your wheelhouse, and I don't understand why you haven't embraced this guy. Is it because the games are too late? Yes. Like, you should be shouting all over the place like you're on a sales call in Boca. Murray! Why Why have you not been doing that all playoffs? They've, like, survived six or seven elimination games. Because he didn't think they were going to be here for long. Exactly. I didn't want him here for that long. It's like they don't even deserve this gag. He's down 3-1 of the Jazz. Get him out of here. I love the idea of a finals game being called and uh, all our announcers just simply unable to explain Jokic. Like just, I don't, he's a loaf of bread. He's seven feet tall. He moves around. Can't jump at all. Pasty. Why are his arms bleeding? Oh, look, he's gone for 30 and 20. How did that happen? Basketball in the bubble has been fantastic. Will it get greater? Oh yeah. We are feeling the heat culture, especially with Hawk and Dono. That is as big baller a block as you will ever see in the game of basketball. What was that for? I don't know! Guts! <laughs> Bam block! What more could you ask for? Hawk, not Crowder, because he's on a sabbatical. And Dono next on the Best of the Joe Show. <laughs> this is the Best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard here on 560 The Joe. You know when we play this Red Hot Chili Pepper song, Hump the Bump. It's Hump Day, our official Hump Day song. Enjoy! All right, we're almost over the hump. Crowder, he's having an interesting hump day. He's on sabbatical. And, ugh, as a guy, the surgery, elective surgery he's going through today makes me... Nonetheless, Hawk and Dono, they're celebrating. They're still in disbelief of the Heat game last night. They're getting into the BAM block. And also, tweets on BAM block. Plus, fire montage from Solana. Character is made in a bed of... Roses and sunshine, like, like steel, steel it's, it's forged in fire in between a hammer and an anvil. Right now, we're between the hammer and the anvil. You got to stay together if, if you, you got, got the guts. guts. The guts. Hey, man, if you got culture, you got guts, you, you got, got the heat. heat. Live from American Airlines Arena in Miami, it's our broadcast of Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Best of seven between the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. Back with it comes Miami. Totter, Totter, a three is open. Totter's got it from downtown. Miami down by two with a minute to go to the corner. Butler, step back, three, got it! Jimmy Butler gives Miami the lead, 106-105 with 22 seconds left to go. Tice to inbound, and a foul is going to be called on Miami. Oh, no. Are you f- kidding me? Mike English is going to lose his mind. That's before the ball's inbound. That's going to be a free throw on the ball back. Describe a worst scenario for Miami <laughs> of the stupidest thing that could happen as Tatum ties the ball game up. And they get the ball side out, and now they can win with the last shot. Hey, man, if you got culture, you got guts, you got the heat. Tatum to inbound. Boston can win it. Walker high on that left side. Jimmy Butler picks it up now to Tatum. Tatum, three on the way for the win. Off the rim, no, and that's going to go to overtime. 
Gets it to Bam. Bam up top. Out to Crowder. Hits it from downtown. Miami on top by one. To Tata down the floor. Into Bam and a right hand jam. Miami on the fast break. 113-110. Two minutes left in overtime. Heat by three. Let's see what action they've got. Butler's going to drive in. Butler steps through. Puts it up. Got it to go in one. Oh my. Jimmy Butler. He gets fouled. And the Heat now leading... So getting set to inbound will be Grant Williams. Miami going to, zone. Yep, to Tatum. Now Tatum trying to get space. Tatum all the way in. Tatum blocked at the rim by Bam. Bam says get it out of here. Etapa de Mayo. Yes, Etapa de Mayo. What a block by Bam at a bio as Tatum went in to slam it down and Bam said, not a chance here in Orlando. And Miami wins game one. Tatum had a look, but it didn't drop. And Miami in overtime beats Boston 117-114. Everyone is still having a tough time believing what they witnessed last night. I still am trying to process what Bam Adebayo did at the rim. That is as big baller a block as you will ever see in the game of basketball. What was that for? I don't know. God. <laughs> Why'd we play a rim shot? Oh, I don't know. it was a rim block. No, but it makes sense. It was at the rim. <laughs> and now, now it makes sense. Rim shot for the rim block. Keep playing it! Alex Dono is here for Crowder. Yes! Old school. That was my reaction to that win last night, man. I'm still on cloud nine. Oh, what a So amazing. Unbelievable. Solana, you're the biggest Heat fan I know. You must still be on a high. I ran my head through a wall last night, guys. (laughs) I I still have a concussion. I uh, (laughs) don't expect much from me today other than yelling guts. What a game last night. My neighbors came to check on me. That's not a joke. My neighbors came to check on me because of how much I was yelling last night in my apartment. It was crazy. You couldn't help it. Everybody was all over South Florida. Everybody was screaming and yelling. You couldn't believe what you were witnessing. I mean, they came out sluggish, and you felt like they might be outmanned. And they they were taking jabs, but they would never hit the canvas. And then... All of a sudden, you started to feel it change. But even in the montage you hear there, you heard Mike Inglis, right? I mean, the worst foul possible. You bring in Derek Jones Jr. for defensive purposes, the worst foul possible, but they have the worst possession, Boston. I I hate that possession on any basketball team. The one where you have, you know, 18 seconds, you want to dribble out the clock, but you also don't feel like moving the ball forward at all from wherever it got inbounded. And then then that block from Bam in overtime is something I believe, especially if they go on to win this series, I believe you will remember that block the way that you remember the Ray Allen shot. Would you agree, Dono? Oh, 100%. And I'm watching SportsCenter throughout the day today to try and really live last night's magic a little bit annoyed that most of you know the national shows are talking more about the Clippers failing well, than it was a game seven last night was a game I know seven, but it, 
but still, man, I, I wanted to bask in the Heat glory, but they did run like a top block shot in the NBA Finals montage on SportsCenter, like a top 10, I think. I can't remember all of them, but Hawk, most of these, outside of what Adebayo did last night, most of the big blocks they were showcasing were from the likes of LeBron James. Yep. You know, Chris yep. Bosh had a big block shot in a Heat Finals. Manu Ginobili at one point with the Spurs had a big block. And then you've got Adebayo in there, so he's getting thrown into that mix with plays that have been made in recent years, you know, by Hall of Fame caliber players. So it, it was incredible. I haven't seen anything like that. And I love the fact that the Heat overcame pretty shameful officiating from Mark Davis to win that game. Important stretches, end of regulation and end of overtime. While you saw Heat players like Jimmy Butler and Tyler freaking Tyler Hero stepping Hero. up and rising to the occasion. Jason Tatum, you know, I know that uh, under normal circumstances would have had that big dunk, but with some of the shots he was bricking last night, he turned to mud while the Heat stars rose to the occasion. I loved that. Yeah, it was great. The, uh, the block, because that was a man block, like I said, with Bam. I mean, you're talking about Jason Tatum coming with his full force, and you're talking about Bam just jumping straight up. The only, because I was watching all the highlights as well today, the the LeBron block on Tiago Splitter is probably my all-time favorite block. I just, I love being stopped in mid-air. There's something about that, but man, that block was something last night. I'm imagining you feel the same. Solana, will that block be remembered the way, like, when we say the block, the way we say the shot, like this will have legs? Of course. Uh, I already ordered my The Block t-shirt. I'm ready to have a The Block poster. Like th- This is the greatest block in playoff history since LeBron James' block in Game 7 against the Warriors. And before that, since his block on Tiago uh, Splitter, and for Heat fans, it lives up there with, with that block on Splitter, with that block uh, that Bosch had on Danny Green, even that block Alonzo Mourning. Think of the names we're putting Bam Adebayo in with Alonzo Mourning in Game 6 in Dallas. That was a huge pivotal play for Miami. Like, Bam Adebayo has cemented himself as a Miami Heat legend with his block last night. I don't think that's Come. taking it too far. I think I think that's I don't, I don't think so because the the stakes of that block were so yes. great. I mean that that block really could change an entire series. You could be going to an NBA finals. And I know I'm putting the cart way in front of the horse, but you could end up in an NBA finals because of that block because that block changes a series so much. A couple of the tweets from, you know, national people, Magic Johnson, I think everyone's seen it by now. Bam Adebayo's block on Jason Tatum's dunk was the best defensive play I've ever seen in the playoffs. Uh, Bobby Marks, the ESPN NBA front office insider. Bam Adebayo at pick 14 and Tyler Hero at 13. Just a friendly reminder that you don't have to bottom out and rely on top five picks. That's a great I, I thought that tweet was so right on. I mean, you watched what Philadelphia did and tank after tank, pick after pick, and Pat Riley goes and gets Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero at 14 and 13. That's how Frank it's done. Isola, I hope Frank Isola <laughs> saw that tweet because, I mean, he talks as if, oh, there's nothing special going, in, going on in Miami that's not going on in a dozen other places. Like, get out of here with that nonsense, man. What you just said, Hawk, that tweet you just read exemplifies it perfectly that 14th and 13th overall picks are not supposed to do at their age what these guys are doing. 
in Eastern Conference Finals games. That is culture. I think Damian Lillard on Twitter said it best. Miami is a good-ass team. Mm -hmm. I agree. Let's go, Heat. Got to be feeling good about everything that's going on, and we're going to be with you every step of the way. Hawk and Crowder. Hopefully Crowder will be back tomorrow. He didn't get snippy-snippy too much. Don't even want to think about that. And we will have everything for you from 2 to 6 weekdays right here, 560 The Joe. Thank you so much for listening. I am Dan Day. You can download the podcast for this show or any of the shows that you hear on this radio station at our website, wqam.com, radio.com app, or wherever you get your podcasts for absolutely free on social media. I am at Dan Day Radio. Hit me up and let's hit it up again tomorrow. We got a heat game day and a whole lot of fun with the best of the Joe show. Later, slug. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.